0: Yo, I'm coming from that 3-6, so that's why I got them brains spinning. Ain't nobody using blinkers, we ain't good at lane switching. Better get a plane ticket, I ain't flying all you chickens though. Always shoot my shot off the pick and roll, off the give and go All my squad is so you can catch RIP CITY! Are you listening? The Blazers win! They got the eight seed to go into the play-in against the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm Christian Gamalin, I'm talking with co-host Austin Caphammer, and this is the Peeps and Plaid podcast. We are joined by Portland Trailblazers' team mom, formerly of Blazers Edge and Women's Hoops and Talk podcast, Tara Bowen Biggs. How are you doing after that nail-biter, Tara?
1: Oh my goodness <laughs> we're all here um we've lived to fight another day and more importantly the blazers have lived to play another day i was yes. like partway through that fourth quarter i was like i'm not ready for this to be over i'm i'm not ready for this to be over and i am so glad
0: that it is not oh my gosh could you imagine if the blazer season ended oh
2: da- damian lillard made that clear in that most recent postgame interview he said it's it i did not come here I, I packed my bags for the full trip. I'm ready to go.
1: And our Going bless his to heart, parents. you know he did.
0: Oh, <laughs> for real. For real. All right. Well, we are so glad you joined us, Tara. That game was as stressful as any game I've ever seen. Damian Lillard is still unbelievable. He hit as deep a shot as anyone in NBA history has probably shot without a buzzer they're trying to beat. From the logo, he hit it again. And the Blazers defeated the Brooklyn Nets 134-133. I don't know what we just watched. Uh... We'll talk about what the heck is coming next, how we are feeling right now, and a whole lot more. So let's get started. Tara, is that the most stressed you've ever been in a Blazers game?
1: You know, I don't know if it's the most stressed I've ever been, but I know that I was repeating to myself, reminding myself my mantra, which is basically, don't get too high, don't get too low. Don't get too high, don't get too low. And this was one of those games that I just really needed to concentrate on that. So... I'm always stressed. Like, even if they're up by 30, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to, they can't blow this. And like, don't everyone's find like, a way. what is the matter with you? And I'm like, think how bad it will be if they do. Oh, You know, man. so it's, it's just, yeah, I don't know how stressed I am. But again, just trying to like stay even keel. Like, Damien, mm-hmm. like, you know, me, he's like my role model now. And, you know, he doesn't get too high, he doesn't get too low. Oh. He just stays even keel
0: yes and and you are a beam of light in blazers twitter always bringing positivity always saying hey guys let's take it easy you know it's not that serious let's be nice to these players that are playing their hearts out absolutely
1: someone's gotta do it yes
0: yeah i think i was
2: the first to say something to the effect of oh it's the nets or or you know it's in the bag or something the other day and you said hey you know we we can't get that's a trap game it's a trap game and sure enough you know
1: I mean, nothing is ever given, and that's that's what we love about sports, right? Like, if yes. we liked things where we knew how they were going to end, we'd like watch. We'd go to plays or whatever, but like, <laughs> exactly, we go to sporting events because we uh-huh. don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, I can watch The Office a million times, and I'll still love it. But yeah, I'm never going to love it as much as a Blazers game.
1: <laughs> a Blazer win, oh, <laughs> anyway. Yes. Oh. I'll take Blazer wins.
0: <laughs> Speaking of which, okay, the Brooklyn Nets. Like, in the third quarter, I was about to lose my mind because I was like, okay, two games ago, I was at the Brooklyn game, Nurk breaks his leg. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. What was it? Double, triple overtime, and that game was just like, this is the worst win I've ever seen. This sucks. And then the last Brooklyn Nets game I was at, Dame gets 60, his career high at the time, and we lose. And now for Dame to hit his logo shot, to get 40 plus, to get the Blazers the win, so good.
1: Was it freaking you guys out, like, the like the white uniforms against the black uniforms? And every time Yusuf went down on the ground, my heart stopped. I was just like, ugh. that must have been so hard. I mean. And he ugh.
0: was on the ground half the night. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Some of those hustle yeah. plays, I was like, well, thank you. I'm like, I wish you would have gotten the rebound the first time. But, <laughs> hey. Hey, you know, if we're going to talk about hustle plays, too,
2: let's talk about potentially one of the biggest plays of the season, Damian Lillard. Diving for the ball when so it was good. I can't I can't was it was it Garrett Temple or 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 Karis Levert it was Karis Levert that had the ball was, he, yeah. yeah he was bringing it up the the left side mm-hmm. of, of the court and Dame just said court. I'll I'll take that I yeah. think I'll take that ball I, I would like
0: to finish this game <laughs> yeah yeah
1: are you guys worried the fact that damien has to do this game after game
0: extremely worried <laughs> oh my goodness I'm like wait I mean, you, you know. know. Yes, CJ McCollum. He has Yusuf Nurkic. He has Hassan Whiteside. He has Carmelo Anthony, Hall of Fame. He has Gary Trent Jr. playing out of his mind. Why does Dame have to do this all the time? Ugh. It, it's Ugh. still just completely unbelievable what he does. Just in in the paint, like okay, there were so many times there were four Brooklyn Nets in the paint. I was like, how the heck is he doing this? How the heck are the Blazers getting these points up? It's ridiculous. I'm. I'm honestly still beside myself. I'm. I'm. Uh, I was. I, we were having
2: this discussion before the recording, and and uh, you know, I, I, I will probably get a noise complaint in my apartment uh, <laughs> tomorrow. Um, I I went on live for the first time on Instagram and ran around my apartment. <laughs> I haven't been that excited about a Blazers game since um, since he hit the game winner on Paul George. Oof. I mean, I was. I was ecstatic. I mean, obviously, that was still you know back but uh <laughs> it, it, still that's uh in a, in, a, in a time where we haven't had sports in months and, and there's been a, um most of the cause for us all connecting on the same level has been grim mm. it's been refre- it's been refreshing to uh watch something as sensational as some of these players in the bubble
0: so good
1: i was not not ready for it to be over I oh, just was like, no. I am not ready for this
0: season to be over. <laughs> could you imagine? Like, okay, the Suns, like, huge kudos to the Suns. 8-0 in the bubble, Devin Booker just going off. They, they, from that, they deserved more, I guess. I mean, obviously, you could set yourself up better in the season, but, man, they were playing out of their minds. That being said, like, it would suck for the Blazers' season to end like that because Dane was going off. He's had 154 points the last three games, Tied his career high, franchise high, sixty-one last game. He's been proving himself ever since he missed those two free throws against the Clippers. That's crazy. That's crazy. Right? You know, right? Like, like he missed those, and I was
2: like, that's that's unbelievable. And I was I was beside myself then for the wrong reason. And yeah, now right. It's, like...
1: it's so weird with the like the rest of the country and the media looking at Dame so closely now. I mean, because part of me is like that was absolutely expected like yeah. you know when paul george and patrick beverly taunted him and he missed i mean it was like we all knew exactly yeah. <laughs> what was gonna happen but i don't really like it when everybody's talking about damien <laughs> but i'm if it's good for him then that you know i want all the best yeah. things for the greatest living american damien lillard boom um, but yeah it's weird when everybody else is watching him really closely now too
0: and and that's that's the frustrating thing for me. It, it just like blows my mind that we saw the Nets. They were doubling him behind half court after he made that half court shot. Like <laughs> he has all the attention, and the rest of the team still can't make it happen. I'm like, oh my gosh, how do we need to we need to find the quote by? Um, I
2: think I think it was Garrett Temple. I think I might be right on this one. Oh, uh, where, where he <laughs> oh. was mic'd up? Yeah, here it is. Oh quote, man, if if that's Damian Lillard dribbling it up, you're guarding him. I don't care if that's C.J. McCollum. I don't care if that's Michael Jordan. You pick him up.
0: That is putting respect on his name. Can you believe that? He says, I don't care if it's Michael Jordan over there. That's Dame right there. You're going to guard him. We're going to double him up as soon as he comes toward that that half court line.
1: I could not believe that they had like they were guarding him as hard as they could just yes. when he was like at the top of
2: the three on the other side of the court.
0: <laughs> Insane, and you know what
2: that that was a that was a bad game behind the arc at the very least as a, overall as a team effort, mm-hmm. and, and we're an offensive team, right? That's where we that's where we that's where we hang our hat. Sure. And I think I had seen a stat at one point where it said Gary Trent and Damien Damian Lillard. Uh, were you know they were I think close to fifty percent behind the arc and the mm-hmm. rest of the team was essentially like zero for for ten plus or yeah. something at one point so that's 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 tough yeah. that's a tough win yes we we you, I just saw Stephen A Smith I opened up my phone and, and yes it's Stephen A Smith he said something to the effect of oh you know that I like that step back you know that's mm-hmm. just the missed shot by Karras Levert but it's like. You know, We put ourselves in a position to win.
0: Yeah, only three players made a three-pointer. Carmelo finally hit one in the fourth, which was great. Thank you. I mean, obviously, we needed every point that the Blazers could get. But yeah, it was it was all Dame and Gary, and, and Gary was struggling late. He clunked one, they got the rebound, got it right back out to him, open again, clunked it again. It's like, oh, man, this is killing me. So definitely up there for stress.
1: Uh, do you guys think at the end it was uh, Yusuf kind of like Took the lid off at the you know at the end for statement. like he suddenly came alive at the end in the way that was like oh yes you totally. know um, he, he space you yeah. know dunked it got a cut yeah thank God yeah
2: yes totally totally did it. I think that was you Tara that had said that on Twitter earlier today that you you was that you you had tweeted something about you know expecting a decent game from him and and he definitely did take that load off and also. Like, CJ, man, I need I need more details on this back fracture. Like, 20... Did he have... I, mean, I gotta check the box score, but
0: he had more than 23 points with a fractured back. Yep, he had 25 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, 9 for 21 shooting, not the best, but he started off the game strong, missed all 6 of his 3-pointers, so that sucks, but, uh, I mean, so great to see. I mean, with, with anyone to be pushing through injury, obviously season's on the line, and you know, hopefully you're going to have some time to rest, recover after the season, so giving it his all, all, all you can do is, you know, give him a standing ovation for that. But clearly, without Damien, this team <laughs> is losing this game among pretty much all the others in the bubble.
1: I, I feel like CJ and Carmelo are doing all these things that don't show up in the box score that are, because Dame trusts them, it makes yeah. Dame's job a little bit easier I mean, obviously, it's not easy doing what he's doing, but those two guys are always going to do what they need to do. Like, he never has to worry about them. Like, Gary's still learning. You know, Gary's awesome, and I will, like, you know, be the head of the fan club if, you know, um, but he's still learning. He's a second-year player. And Yusuf, like, he plays with a lot of heart and emotion, and Hassan does, too. And, you know, sometimes their hearts take over when uh, (laughs) they could have been doing something else. But with (laughs) CJ and Mello, Dame always knows that he doesn't have to worry about them.
0: Yeah. And, and there was one play, uh, I think, like a minute and a half left. I honestly can't even remember what it resulted in. I think the Blazers got points. I think he got it up to Nurk and he scored. But Dame just let CJ have it for the entire shot clock. And, and I think it was right after Dame got that steal. But he just let CJ have it. And it's like, dang, that, that is trust right there with this scenario that we're in. And, you know, luckily Blazers were able to pull it out. But I, I liked what you said about Nurk where, yeah, Dame would get the doubles and then it's four on three in the front court. And... That's from the half-court line. So you got plenty of space to work with. So I'd like to see them hopefully get a little bit of practice in on that. Obviously, they need to rest. The The pace is not going to slow down before the playoffs. But if, if they can get more practice on that and try to open up the floor sooner and then get those four-on-three situations and get the ball to Nurk while, when he's just wide open under the basket, that would be so great to see.
2: Well, you know, the last two post game interviews like if i if i were to like to show like just pure passion to like a young athlete i'd say go watch the last two damian lillard post game mm-hmm. interviews this 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 last one he said verbatim i sat i sat there for for a moment and I, I wanted to make sure i caught it he said i thought about how i'd have to go to sleep tonight he said this i can i can't even believe he said this i thought about how i had to go to sleep tonight and there were times where i could make the right play and but like there were also times where I could make the shot. So anytime I had a sliver, like mm-hmm. I'd pull up. And, and 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 trust me, I know you people listen to this. You're gonna go back. You can change a couple of those words. That's pretty close to what this man said. He 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 verbatim said, "I thought about like, like how I was gonna be able to go to sleep at night." Talking to Chris Haynes after the game, and he said, "And I decided I had to take yeah. some shots." And he said, "Any any time he had a sliver, took it." And if you watch that last post-game interview he's he's yeah. angry and that was on some skip bayless you know <laughs> we we already all talked about yeah. all that but um wow wow just love love that leader and and he's
1: always been like this so maybe that's kind of what i was getting at at having you know people from around the you know the world now all paying attention to damien damien has always been like this Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's always he's Mm -hmm. always had it in him you know i've gone back and listened to like probably every interview that he did since he first started doing interviews like Mm. you know back in college and you know uh early very early in his career and he's always been the guy who's going to win it his
2: way and he's always been the guy that's active in the community. You know, he's, he's always, he's been that guy. He, he, he's always been that guy in all aspects of who he is for us in Portland. Right. It's, I mean,
1: he's not uh, just active. He is, you know, part of the, he's in the community. This is his community. Like, and, and he still maintains a community in Oakland and he does it both. And like, nobody's mad that he's got two identities
2: because (laughs) he's got that much class
1: he can talk us into being like okay we can share him with you know his hometown Mm -hmm. of oakland sure right
2: i saw a tweet today and it said the clippers only a couple days after after beating Damian lillard or warming up to his song and (laughs) and then i saw i saw that it was technically a quote unquote Nuggets home game, I think, from what the so, logos I saw on the court. So I thought to myself, I'm like, mm, is that is that voluntary or is that the Nuggets playing Damian Lillard well, against these the Clippers? are trolling
0: each other. You see it with with the Suns and the and the Grizzlies talking, and Grizzlies are like, oh, you're you know, we're living rent free in your heads and all this stuff. The Suns are like, all right, come on, Brooklyn Nets. They they posted a picture of Devin Booker wearing a Nets jersey, so like. Every, Twitter and these these teams are just all over the place with messing with each other in the bubble.
1: When when before the bubble started, I didn't like the feel of it as they were going into it. I thought it felt like too restricted and like, you know, they were being punished and sent to their rooms. And once it got <laughs> started, I was like, "Oh, this is like summer camp."
0: Yeah. Like, right?
1: And I know summer camp. I am my husband at summer camp and his dad was the uh, camp director. Oof. So I know how to sneak around at summer camp if anybody needs any advice.
2: <laughs> wow. Oh These, man. It's the, the insider edition. I was oh
0: man.
1: Fifteen when I met him at summer camp.
0: Oh man. That is so he cute. Was
1: a, yeah, he was eighteen.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Oof. Bad boy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like that's what I'm saying about the bubble. Like the, the bubble, is it an ideal scenario? No, but it's like Really? Like, you get to hang out with your friends and play basketball and get paid millions of dollars to do it? Like, okay, I don't feel too bad for you. (laughs) Like, yes, it would be great if you could be with your family, and hopefully they are safe, hopefully you are safe, hopefully everything turns out well. But man, like, go have some fun in the bubble and hopefully get some wins.
1: It's just typical of how NBA players have, you know, for the last, you know, 20, at least 30 years, they make the best of it. Yeah, like you know, when when we think that things are going to go sideways in one way, they
0: rally
2: and you know figure it out.
0: Totally. So I'm
2: looking. I'm looking at a uh, infographic that uh, uh, a very sad Suns fan friend of mine <laughs> shared with me before the game, and it says Western Conference playoff race percentage chance of being the eighth seed via ESPN's Basketball Power Index. The Grizzlies, before all this. Yeah. Had a had a sixty two and a half percent chance. Pelicans with an eighteen percent chance. The Portland Trailblazers with a nine percent chance. Oh yep. my gosh! Woo! The King the Kings with five and a half. Mm-hmm. San Antonio Spurs with five. The Phoenix Suns with less than a point 0.1% mm-hmm. chance. That I of, mean, uh, and it's
0: true because they did everything they could and they still couldn't make it. Ugh, that's really sad that's brutal that's really it's sad. just i know brutal. you
1: can't do any better than they did <laughs>
0: all you can uh, do is be bad. like you know what you guys are a bunch of champions we applaud you that's we've a- been mauled enough as portland trailblazers fans
2: i don't feel bad <laughs> right yeah oh totally yeah, how's, so bad
1: how's the atmosphere in phoenix gonna be tomorrow <laughs>
2: um well I, i'd imagine the uh 40 percent uh, occupancy rate in the in the talking stick resort Oof. arena might be pretty upset but
0: are they, are they, like, actually, like, watching games there? Uh, sometimes. I don't no. know.
2: When, when Tara was down here, it was relatively full.
0: Oh, 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 oh. oh but not, like, but right, right now
2: during, during, during the pandemic. I thought they're they're you meant,
0: having, like, when the party. And I was like,
1: what?
2: I'm sorry. No, I'm just being a hater. I apologize. <laughs> That's a poor attempt at humor. Oh, you're good. You're good.
0: So, here's the thing. This Nets team, in the bubble altogether, they are missing six of their best players. Okay? They're missing Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, who, I mean, he didn't play all season, so it doesn't totally count, uh... Torian Prince, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Wilson Chandler, and DeAndre Jordan. And they're still beating teams. They're still giving the Blazers this hard of a time. That's for one, that's impressive. It reminds me of the, the Clippers last season, where it's like, wow, they have this good team, and then they're gonna add Paul George and Kawhi to that. This is this pretty dang good Brooklyn Nets team adding two of the best players in the league in Kyrie and KD, and then a bunch of other really good players too. So definitely going to be a scary team for years to come. With that being said, I would have very much liked if the Blazers could show that they have a little more in them than a eke out game that you're getting lucky they don't make the last shot to win. So Blazers got to finish with the Grizzlies. They are not in the playoffs yet. Obviously, they have a huge advantage only needing to win one out of two games. But man, it, I mean, it's not going to be easy.
1: Are they going to make it go to games?
0: Could you imagine? Oh,
1: they need to rest. They need rest because right? if they had to two games or back to back.
0: Yeah. And d- and d- then
1: the playoffs start. Yep. D- and, and the d- playoffs d-
0: are starting the same day, no matter what. So like, get your break, get that win. Take a break, please. My goodness.
2: So, so I know, I think, I think I saw somebody said that they could have elaborated on CJ McCollum's uh, back injury and why it was uh, basically advisable to play through. I don't know how advisable it is to play through, but, um, like, like how long does that keep going on? Um, did it, did, does he play until the proposed October finals? So, uh, hypothetically, or does he say, okay, we got us to to the eighth seed. Uh, I can hardly lay down in bed Mm. right now. Um, so I, I, I'm very curious about what's going on there.
0: Yeah. You gotta see, I I feel like, I don't know. I don't want to downplay it at all. Uh, Obviously, I'm not a doctor or anyone privy to what's really happening, but it, it seems like it's not serious and that it's something that he can play through and it's not likely to get aggravated and it's more of a discomfort thing. Again, I, I have no clue, but it sounds like it's it's not that bad and it can be played through. Um, with that being said, I, I just totally commend him for playing through it and playing so well. Obviously 0 for 6, not so good. Last game he didn't play so well either. Uh, but still playing well altogether and contributing on this this team that's made it to the play-in, to the playoffs.
1: You know, and when you think about it, I was watching towards the end there especially as I knew Damien had to have been getting really tired. He would grab a second here and there where mm-hmm. he could rest because these other guys were doing the work at that yeah. time. Uh, that's a
2: veteran move. That's that's a skill that you get as you get later in the league, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, a couple times, you know, when you said, like, you know, CJ had the ball for a whole possession. Yep. Dame got, like, two seconds of rest that he wouldn't have got.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. And then
1: Gary, like, had a possession, and Dame got two more seconds of rest. Yes. But I did see him, like, kind of hanging back a little bit. Yep. Um, I also am not a doctor, but I watched a YouTube video. So Ooh, now, um,
0: research.
1: Actually, yeah, I did watch a YouTube video which explained the type of break that or the place where cj has the break so like on your spine there's Uh like you know all the big vertebrae right that you know in between there's like the little discs and everything like the big part and then each one of those has like these two little bones that stick out that like all the um you know how when you look at a spine it's got like the yeah. little things that stick out so yep. that's the part that is broken it's the little thing that, wow. that sticks out and that's the, like if it, one of the big parts was broken then that's like where all the pressure is just <laughs> oh, crashing oh down gosh. on it and, and because that's, it's one of those other where, like ones, that's why it's not as gotcha um, What it seems like
2: he's able to again not how a do doctor you even break either. that
0: just pressure between the bones like wow
2: i bet you fell. well if he... Mm-hmm. Yeah right, exactly right I mean a, ch- a charge just, just falling on hardwood uh. but you know that all the all the if you think about the like the nerves running through the spine the the, the disc <laughs> and everything. It's all it's all in that fat part of the spine. So that little those two little break off points. I know you're talking about Tara. That's that's I can totally. Do you did you happen to hear whether or not it's like like actually like fully that little? I know that pivot point you're referencing broken or whether or not it's fractured. No, I don't.
1: The 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 gentleman wasn't talking about like he didn't know about CJ's specific injury, but he was saying oh okay, this is the you. part just of the bone that they're talking about.
0: Got it. Tara coming in clutch yeah. with some medical <laughs> expertise. Love yeah, I it. I love that. I love that. Oh, thank you.
1: One of the ladies, in it, we have, so I have this Facebook group called Women's Hoops and Talks, and it's yes. almost all women, and we talk about basketball. Uh, and somebody posted a video of this doctor who, he's like a sports doctor who makes videos mm-hmm. that just explains, like, without trying to, you know, claim actual knowledge of a specific player's injury, but, like, here's generally what we know about that type of injury.
0: Man, oh man. So, the Blazers, they have finished off this bubble. Last five games, we have not covered at all. So, we're just not even going to summarize them. We're just going to say they had five games. I actually predicted all five of them correctly, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about you, that. Wait,
2: you did... You, so, so you did get every... I, I know that the, 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 the overall you had gotten correct, but you picked each individual game correctly?
0: Yep, yeah, because it was... Wow, that's you awesome. You picked that they'd go three and two. and And as I went through each game, I'm like, oh, that... some of those sound like they could be losses. Those are good teams, and and I'm not too confident about how the Blazers are playing. And then I was like, you know what? If they're going to have to close this out, Dame's going to need to step up, and I think they'll beat everyone but the Clippers. And then they did. And look at us. Just crazy. (laughs) Like, not like – there's no way you could say that with confidence because that Nets game came down to the wire. The Dallas game came down to the wire. Pretty much all of them. It's like, wow, you won that?
2: I'm having trouble remembering – how about that Clippers game? Was that – relatively close oh they that all was have the, been
0: that was the two uh that's what i thought throws. i thought it
2: was relatively oh. close right
0: oh man just every I think game the
1: biggest one was the nuggets
0: oh man i can't even remember the nuggets game it's been yeah. so long i think <laughs> oh. it was just it
2: was just traumatic so i just pushed it out of my mind
0: a little bit there oh my gosh
1: did you guys get your 61 dollars dames
0: oh okay oh okay. Don't don't get That's me started. That's dramatic this, too, Tara. Tara. <laughs> don't get me started. It is too soon. Oh my gosh, I wake up, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I get on Twitter, I see this guy like, "Thanks, Dame." I'm like, "What? Is this for everyone?" I get on, I'm like <laughs> looking it up, picking what colors I like. I'm like, "Oh, I want these colors." It's like half red, half white, and the other one's half black, half white. Perfect looking shoes, all right? I'm about to buy them and I'm like, "You know what? I should get my brother a birthday present." So I'm like, hey what shoe size are you what color you want all this stuff he's not answering i'm like oh i think these are like going low stock right now i need it i, ca- I call him and he doesn't answer And i'm like no and so i'm like rushing through and then i like put the order down and then by the time i put my, put my card info it's too late it's sold out and i do that for like five different shoe colors i'm like
1: Oh it's all I'm gone so
0: it was terrible it's all his fault and
1: because you were gonna be a good guy and buy somebody a gift oh aren't you sweet Uh, something good's gonna come your way
0: yeah eh, you know that maybe
1: tomorrow they'll have 46 dollars
0: that that's what people were saying they're like (laughs) they're like dames for 61 they're like hey dame i need you to go out the next game and get 20 (laughs) yeah
1: and everybody's like who bought him for 61 is like (laughs) the dame
0: dollar oh man yeah Dame Dalla, that sounds great, the Dame Dalla. Um, Anyway, yes, Blazers coming up. They are going to be facing the Grizzlies, hopefully just one game. That means the Blazers win and they go on to the playoffs. And then if they beat them, playing against the Lakers, eight seed against the one seed, how are you guys feeling about the Grizzlies and the Lakers? Are you like 50-50 on if the Blazers can actually make it there? How are you guys feeling?
2: Blazers make the playoffs.
0: Yeah? I mean, they better. <laughs>
2: Tara, what do you think? I mean, I'm so afraid they're... to
1: say it out loud. Right. Cuz I don't want to like ruin everything. But like I've been consistent about this. I believe that the Blazers' experience will win over the Grizzlies' youth. Not because I don't think the Grizzlies are great and haven't had a great season and they're super fun to watch, yes. but I think when it comes down to it, Going up against Damien Lillard, who really wants to win, they mm-hmm. just, I, I'm, you know, I hope Damien gets a little more help than he did tonight. It's not like nobody did anything, but yeah. I hope that somebody else, you know, has a really great night. Um, but I really think that experience, I mean, like, when you look at a guy like Mello and how he can just, he maybe is not, you know, the height of his prime Mellow, yeah. but just by virtue of how much he knows and doesn't have to think about and being able to, like, pretty much get a bucket most of the time. Yeah. You know, that's just hard to compete against.
0: And and it just blows my mind that you can look at these teams and be like, okay, like, they have John ja Morant, but their second-best player's out. Jaron Jackson's out. But they have Valanchunas. He's pretty good. He's not as good as Nurk, okay? Like, on the whole, he's not as good as Nurk as a basketball player. Dylan Brooks, like, sure, maybe he's, like, Gary Trent level, he's not like CJ McCollum level, like this team, at some point you gotta like make the matchups work, you, you got the better players, so it's like, uh, I, I think against the Lakers, they're gonna see how how big the challenge is, and everyone's gonna show up, and they're gonna be like, you know what, we beat them earlier in the season in a huge game, we can do it again, we have the big men, we can, we can protect the paint, not let them get lobs like crazy, we can make it work, so I mean like, at some point they just gotta capitalize on their personnel because this Grizzlies team like they have good players with energy, good young players, but they're not on the Blazers level, and the Blazers need to show that, you know?
2: They do. And I feel like they didn't even really show that fight against the Nets. They really did. not the Vert, just like Dame said, just like Kobe said about Dame that that young man is cold you know At, yeah. and, and i don't know if i, I don't know if caris LeVert's gonna be a damian lillard but i will say that caris LeVert is a, a uniquely talented modern two slash slash three in the nba who who can play both ways efficiently
0: yeah and he's he's dropped over 50 before i mean we know the blazers are you know known for letting one guy go off and going into this they're like well Anything can happen. Karis Levert can go off for fifty. It's like, well, anything can happen. damn can go off for sixty, and we have all these other players. So like, I don't want to hear it. Like, just finish the game. I get it. They have one good player. Just guard them, and then let the rest like not make shots. Okay. It's let's not just that hard. let's just call it the, let's just call it the Yogi Ferrell effect for real. Ugh. Yeah. But Karis Levert <laughs> is very good at basketball. I'm impressed. I'm a big fan. Uh, not a fan of most of the rest of the team. Kyrie Irving, I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> I I think is his name is it Tim Timothy? Uh, uh, I think there it's was a pronounced it's the Timote guy with the or long
1: or hyphenated last name. Yes.
0: Uwawu yes. Cabrera. He yep. had, he
2: had he had 19
0: tonight. Yeah. I mean, and I think yet again a Blazers game where the other team is making like all their threes. I I just I don't know cuz cuz I watch and obviously there's some plays where it's like, "Oh, you gave that one up." But most of the time, there's a hand in their face, and they're still making threes. And that's like every team. I just am not understanding it. It's pretty wild.
1: I'm glad that you admit the bat, because I don't understand it either.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, Like I said, sometimes it's like, oh, you can't be giving that up. But so many plays, it's like Gary Trent is playing this guy tight, and he's making shots. Like, obviously at the end of this one, he was in foul trouble, and he did really good just putting his hands up, not fouling. But come on, they just make so many shots against the Blazers. I just cannot believe it. Hey, how about uh, Joe Harris, unrestricted
2: free agent this coming uh, year? Yeah, hmm. that's interesting. You think we can
0: afford him? <laughs> oh my god! Probably
2: not. No, I don't. Are we you? We couldn't afford a washing machine.
1: <laughs> so I hate to bring this up, but um,
0: oh,
1: well, I'm I was I'm worried about Zach Collins. Like mm. I. You know, maybe it's just that we thought he was, you know, it may, I, you know what, the guy's just coming back from injury. And I think because yeah. Nurkic came out just so strong that I, you know, kind of thought Zach should be on that same level. And that was just unrealistic expectations. Yeah. I think that's what it is. But I think mm, like in the important moments, it's been Carmelo and Gary have mm-hmm. been, you know, Carmelo's taking a sliding over to the four and Gary's playing the three. That's just. This is how they've been playing and having more success. And I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I thought there were too high of expectations for Zach at the start of the season. I thought it would it would be nice to um, have him starting at the four and have more size, especially with Whiteside too, like to eventually get Nurk back and have a three-headed beast. But yeah, I just thought there was a little too much pressure on him. Like, hey, you're starting power forward and you're going to play great. And it's like, well... I kind of need to prove myself a little more. Obviously, I can get some blocks, I can play some solid defense, and I can shoot well enough where you know the, that you have a stretch for. Uh, he clunked two three-pointers tonight, but, uh, I mean, he had no fouls tonight, which is pretty great, considering that's usually his big knock.
1: Yeah, that surprises me. Right? He didn't have any fouls?
0: He had zero, according to this box score. Maybe, wow. maybe they, they messed up one of the uh, stats. No, I mean, I,
1: but... I believe you, but I'm trying to remember, was he in at the end?
0: He was not. No, it was Carmelo. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Right? He was one for seven uh, from the field. So he had six rebounds, no blocks. Like you said, coming back from injury, I think he's playing well enough. Obviously, I would much prefer he's making threes, playing, you know, efficient, great basketball. I don't think it's going to happen right now. I think maybe by the end of next season when he hopefully has regular starts under his belt, you know, that he'll be able to be a good contributor on a playoff team. I mean hopefully more than that hopefully him and trent can just be some solid young dudes who can play the whole game if you need them
2: so i mean would would it be fair to say that zach's you know pretty pretty tall for four by today's nba standards right like he's he's a pretty tall guy right so yeah he's taller than yeah and and so so he's and and not only that he is i would say uh just from what i've watched and and it Given how long he's been in the league, his footwork is 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 ahead of his peers at his same level that, that I've seen at times. His hands, his hands. I've seen Tara Waver hands. His hands, his hands might be a little rough. Good? No, all over the place.
0: A, a little foully.
2: I, I yes exactly. But he he. Um, I think that he's settling – moral of the story, I think he's settling for, for jump shots, and I think that he's a, a huge stretch four. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's just not really where he's going to be effective in that role. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, Tara. I think that – I think we have some, some other threats, and you know, I, I, hope he, I hope he feels confident. Uh, one last thing. I know Christian and I talked about uh, like a dislocated shoulder is an injury. Personally speaking, I've dislocated one of my shoulders several times. Aside like like a broken bone grows back stronger. Um, and I'm sure you two may have even had some dislocations in your life. A dislocation only gets like weaker, honestly. Like if you don't if you don't strengthen the muscle around it repetitively, it it will get loose and it will get it will only get back to where it was. And as a big man, Damian Lillard will have his hands up at times, but Zach Collins and and and, 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 and Yusuf Nurkic. Every couple of plays we'll end up just trying not to get a foul, just mm-hmm. right here. And and all it takes is one person to just tip that wrist mm. of Zach Collins back oh. the wrong way and it's out. Ah. It's out. And, and and it's it's unfortunate. It's it's just one of those it's one of those injuries that you know I really hope he, he's able to work back from. I think it's not his shooting sh- shoulder, right? I think it's his left I think so. shoulder. Yeah. Okay. So that's good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a guy who came off the bench in college, even so, he doesn't have a lot of experience with starter minutes, you know. So I think just with more time, he'll he'll ease into it when he's you know not fresh off of an injury. Um, but you know, it is a little concerning. Obviously, we would love for him to be uh, playing like a boss, getting six blocks like he did against the Lakers last year. I don't know. Do we have anything else to talk about about this uh, Nets game? We talked about Karis LeVert being way too good at basketball. Uh, anything else? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's really just what's what's ahead, Tara. I mean,
2: any anything you're confident about. I mean, we talked about Memphis uh, and the Lakers. I mean, you said you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna top Memphis with our uh, experience. I mean, how do you feel about let's say the uh, Blazers end up against LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Well, an-
1: I, what I keep saying is the Damian owes Anthony Davis. I mean, he owes him a like not in the good kind of way. Like, hey, thanks yeah. for helping me out. I owe you one. No, like. <laughs> The other kind. and uh, <laughs> The, the so, sweeping
0: you in the playoffs kind. <laughs> right.
1: So I I just wish he, he was more rested because I would love to see this particular Damien on a mission just like destroy um, yes. Anthony Davis, who I'm sure is a lovely person. And, you know, we all want him <laughs> to be successful in his life, but not yep. against Damien Lillard. Yes. Um, so I think it could be really fun. I am just so worried about how tired
2: they are. That just yeah. really
1: freaks me out.
2: Yeah. We're going to need, we're going to need, it's, it's, I mean, it's been the story for years with us in the playoffs. We're going to need a third and a fourth to emerge big time. Yeah. And, you
1: know, Melo has had his moments where he's shown that he could do that, which I, I was, that was a pleasant surprise. Like, I, I just liked Melo as the person and the veteran and the guy who could, like, help out, but, like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that he was going to play pivotal roles in a lot of games, and I'm yeah. glad that he can. And again, Damien trusts him. Damien mm-hmm. trusts CJ. He trusts Nurk. So I think yeah. we're in a better place in in all that department. But just, like, at some point, he's played so hard, so totally. many minutes, so many games.
0: Yeah, Right and and the Blazers, right. uh, that's one one spot where I really hope that Zach Collins does step up because I think that he matches up defensively the best with Anthony Davis. Um, I mean, it's going to be h- helpful to oh, they're have putting
1: Gary on Anthony Davis.
0: <sighs> <laughs> oh, <my> gosh, oh. <laughs> it, it, cookies!
1: I, you keep finding like Gary like going up against who's the guy on. Um... I mean, he's up there like guarding Porzingis.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> like, oh, what's Gary doing
2: brutal. on
1: Porzingis? Poor oh, never
2: mind. It's like <laughs> it's like when you're playing keep away with care. like a like a little kid. You're just like, come on, uh, you're, like, you're not you're not gonna. Yeah, get
0: this. I'm I'm scared. Anthony Davis is just gonna like turn into Kevin Durant and just hit like like hand straight up, uh, fading back, just shooting it. It's like there's nothing you could <laughs> yeah. do about that. You know, I I feel better about the matchup with uh, the Lakers than I do the Clippers. Not necessarily uh, this, obviously. I'd take the star power of LeBron and AD over uh, Kawhi and Paul George, but with the big men that the Blazers have, I think that matches up better than the Blazers missing Ariza and Hood to be able to defend that Paul George and Kawhi. So um, if you can guard everyone on the team well and just force LeBron to take jump shots, uh, that's great. But they they just have such good ball movement. They get lobs. We need the Blazers to figure out how to stop that against the Lakers because uh, I... We need us. I don't know. We I need think more Hassan. What Hasan we're gonna minutes. need them to
1: do is just outscore them. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> at,
0: at this point, the defense has not been happening whatsoever. Ugh.
2: was it? Was it? Was it? Uh, Dave uh, Dick, I don't know how to pronounce his last Dave name. Deckard, uh, he had said, uh, you know, I think the Blazers' defensive game plan is to score, is to just Ugh. score more points or score 100. points. Yeah, yeah, that's what it the was. Best that's defense what it was. is
0: the best yeah. offense. Ugh. It's yeah. We're gonna have a very stressful uh, couple weeks, if not months. That's for sure. I, sw-
1: I want to get through this weekend. I want it to be Monday, and I want the Blazers in the in the finals Oof. or in the playoffs.
0: For real, yes. Yeah, let's start there. Yes, yeah. let's, let's start there, please. All right, well, uh, maybe we could segue this into some Hall of Fame talk. We were just talking about Carmelo Anthony and how he's provided some good veteran minutes. Uh, we, When we first connected on Twitter, Tara, we decided we needed to talk about the Hall of Fame. I was kind of trashing the Hall of Fame a little bit. You were. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we were kind talking. Of. Carmelo is a Hall of Famer on the Blazers. Uh, we, we all saw a graphic I sent you guys where it talks about, like, potential probability to make the hall of fame of current players damian lillard is up there and in my eyes considering he's a top two blazer top three top four blazer uh probably should be making the hall of fame as long as nothing crazy happens but yeah tara you've been to the hall of fame how was that experience
1: i have i know when we were we had that twitter exchange i think you were what you were talking about just like kind of not really agreeing with I think the way that the people get into the hall of fame yep. or, or whatever. The and I had actually just gotten back from the visiting the hall of fame. And you Ugh. guys this is so cool. It I is like, bet. and before I'd gone, uh, somebody had said, Oh, it's kind of cheesy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I went in there kind of expecting it cheesy. Cause it's like, you know, in a mall and it's like this weird, like round building and, and, it's it's definitely uh, funky and, you know, it's not like the Smithsonian or anything. But uh, <laughs> when you walk in there, you go up and you go up to like four floors and then they, they drop you off at the top and then you walk like all the way down this big circle all the way no around. Way. And then there's like this court down at the bottom and like kids are playing basketball and like oh. having fun on the court. So, um, but the cool thing about it is it's really like, an homage to the game of basketball Mm. and all the people who've made the game what it is. And so when you think about like so many of the people who go into the hall of fame, they're, they're trying to put in people who like represent like what the game is and it's fun because totally. everybody goes in and then they like get to like donate things that represent who they are. And so, you know, they've got years and years worth of history. And so they have like Pete, one of Pete Maravich's socks, you oh, know, <laughs> <Like they> have, <laughs> uh, the, the phone that, um, you know, the guy who was part of the merger of the BAA and the. Um, was it the NBA and the BAA? Anyway. NBA
0: and the ABA. Yeah. Like
1: one of the phones that they, they use. There's a whole section about the ABA. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff about like barnstorming teams. And I love that because like we are so used to either college basketball <laughs> yeah. or, you know, the league, NBA. Like we're... We all we know is really the NBA, mm-hmm. right? Like, because we're not even in Europe watching those tournaments or whatever. Totally, but like, there's a whole history of basketball. It's just different than that. And the, one of the things I love about the bubble is like the whole barnstormy feel of it. Like yeah. when they, when you see them practicing in the ballroom, because like that's where they used to play games.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they, they
1: used you see all these pictures of like these beautiful chandeliers like oh, all pulled off to the side while people are what? playing basketball in the middle of it. Uh, so I, I was so recommend anytime you get anywhere near it in Springfield, Massachusetts. I was yes. p- picking up my husband, my, not, sorry, my son from college and we made the pilgrimage because my husband is actually a descendant of James Naismith.
0: No way. So
1: his, what? his grandmother and James Naismith's grandfather. No. No. His it's it's uh-huh. his grandmother and James Naismith's grandfather. They sh- they share like a, a grandfather. They're like basically second cousins once removed. Royal's grand his his grandmother Royalty. is second cousins once removed. Anyway, so we this went on a watch. and the I'm really funny thing head. is that my husband looks so much like him. <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: We were laughing so hard because we no were like, way. oh, my God, you look just like him. Wow. So that was partly why we made sure that we made time to go there. But it was it was really interesting to see so much history. And I think that, like, so much of the discussion about whether or not somebody, you know, deserves to be in the uh, mm-hmm. Hall of Fame or their first ballot. Like, we've never had a guy on our team that people just naturally referred to as, like, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Until Carmelo came, and I never really thought about that. Like we would love Damien to make it to the Hall of Fame, but like we can't say for sure that mm-hmm. he's gonna. You know,
2: oh, he's well, gonna be a first.
1: <laughs> we know of it, but I mean, everybody in the league, yeah, is, was not saying that before the last week, right? Game's yeah. close.
0: Game's <laughs> close. Fair. I mean, everything is first Dame. Ballot. NBA Two K Twenty One.
2: Do you do? You, let me. That's a great question to ask. Will Damien Lillard in each of your books? be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes.
1: Yeah. Because.
2: And we're not biased. No. We're not biased.
1: (laughs) He's going to make it because whether, I don't know if it'll be first ballot because he may, if he doesn't win a championship, he might not make it first ballot. But like he has so solidly put his stake in the ground of like who he is and what he stands for that. It, it might change the tide. There might be other players now who go back to doing, you know, what guys like Dirk did and Kobe did. And, like, yeah. you know, people thought nobody was going to ever do again. Right. Um, and we're hoping that Damien's going to do that. And there may be other players now who are like, yeah, I want to build something in my city. And, like, now because... You know, players, it's so important that they also, like we were talking about earlier, become a part of the community and make a difference in the community. Like, if players are coming in and investing more time in the community, maybe they'll be, some of them will be less likely to want to leave. Yeah. And, you know, maybe Damian Lillard is where that turned.
0: Totally. Yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, amazing. Kobe and uh, Dirk both won championships in their cities where they were for 20 years. <laughs> um, but, and, and D Wade, I mean, obviously he left for a little bit at the end, but, um, with Damian, it's like, okay, we know fairly certainly that if he was in Kyrie Irving's situation or Steph Curry's situation, he probably would win at least one championship too, in in my eyes. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it's like, he has a different scenario. He doesn't have LeBron James next to him. He has CJ McCollum, who's great at basketball, but he's not a top five player in the world, you know? Um, So to me, it's like, it's, if it comes down to championships, like that's, sad in my eyes, like the whole Skip Bayless argument where he's like, you haven't done anything. I mean, you, you've done it in big games, but it's not on the biggest stage. It's like, that's valid, but that's not his fault. He's doing everything he possibly can. I will defer
2: to Brandon Goldner's tweets. If you don't follow All right, what you, him, you absolutely should. This gentleman basically responded to something of the of the effect saying, uh, uh, you know, I can't see where your brand ends and your personality begins. And that's really what Skip Bayless is about. Mm. Um, I've watched I watched First Stake when I was in high school when I didn't really know anything about sports. It's exciting. It's emotional. It's entertaining. He doesn't know. He doesn't care about the game. He doesn't care about the relationship. I think that he probably builds with a lot of these guys. I think it's I think it's about ratings. And uh, Damian Lillard doesn't care.
0: I, I mean, I I love that Dame sticks up for himself in every situation. We saw with Paul George and Patrick Beverly, they're waving him goodbye, and he's. Getting interviewed about it, and he's like, "Well, they know Patrick Beverly, I sent him home. Paul George, I sure as heck sent him home. So you know, they're doing it because they know, because they respect who I am. Whether or not they want to admit it, they know who I am. They know what I'm about."
2: And he's got he's got an incredibly high uh, emotional uh, intelligence. Oh yeah, that's that's what that's what makes him the leader that he is. Right? Like like how many other players in professional sports in general? would have approached that situation differently.
0: Totally. All of they them. They would have said some spiteful
2: <laughs> thing or, or, you know, something about the points they scored on him last time. And, I mean, it, that, technically, Damien did to some effect. But, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to
1: decide if I agree with you or not about saying whether or not Damien cares. I mean, we have no idea what, what Damien actually thinks. Um, right. And, I, like, I – so, like, you're as likely to be right as I am. But I, I, think, I think that he cares deeply – but he cares about something that we don't even know about. Like, I think he doesn't care what people say about him. He cares right. that what he does is meaningful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he cares that he does it his way with his guys. Totally. Like that's to me, like what motivates Damien. That's a lot of the things that he talks about in his, uh, in his interviews and why he reacts two guys like Skip Bayless saying what they're what they're saying
2: mm-hmm.
0: you
1: know because Skip is attacking him personally and for Damian it's like that's attacking his entire you know team yep. Yep. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and everything that he stands for which is like why I think that all the talk about like trading CJ is like why are we having these conversations like yeah cj is not leaving the trailblazers until cj decides he's ready to leave Mm. like it's yeah all these things are like this is the team that damien you know believes in and like cj's cj's such an important part of it and you know dame wants to do it with his guys
0: totally yeah And, and i love when when i like take them off of the pedestal of like this is the NBA, oh, you know, Nurk, you need to fight this guy. Like, when I realized they're human beings at a job, like, doing their best, like, Dame is just such a good leader of, like, hey, I want Anthony Simons to be as successful as he can possibly be. I'm proud of Gary Trent Jr. for showing up. You know, like, I just see the way he interacts with the teammates, and he's just so, like, loving and caring and, like, just wants them to succeed, and he wants to be there with them every step of the way, and it's just amazing. I, I don't know; just blows my mind every game to be like, "Hey, like, this is a guy with, you know, a family that he cares about and a community that he spends time with, and he still like treats these players like they're important." You know, it just I don't because know. they
1: genuinely are. Yeah, to him. Uh, did exactly. you see Steve DeWald's? Uh, he wrote an article for Blazers Edge where he pointed out uh, that after Damien had been interviewed about like now sharing some uh, having something in common with Wilt Chamberlain, Damien's response was he said we like nine times. Mm. And he never once said I.
0: Oh. So good. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. We are
1: so lucky. We are so <laughs> I don't know what we did. We right. are so lucky.
0: Oh man.
2: Well we passed up on Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Dang. Oh, put it in perspective that's what i that's what i said to my my girlfriend
2: just before i came in here i said you know we deserve this (laughs) we deserve this at some level i mean this guy this i mean it's but i also said to her in the same breath you know don't be surprised if we don't see something like this at the very least in 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 the portland trailblazers franchise for for a couple decades um and and it might be until we have kids that we say hey remember when Damian lillard was doing this like this is this is crazy
0: crazy just crazy well uh we're we're still slightly on that hall of fame um topic so i'll i'll bring back up yes
1: what's your what's your take on the hall of fame
0: my bomb of sadness okay this is (laughs) what has always been my gripe with the hall of fame is they'll be in the middle of a tv broadcast and they say this is future hall of famer blank, you know, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, you know, with with whatever sport, you know, Dirk Nowitzki, we know they're a Hall of Famer. To me, it's put them in. And I think it's just from going on Roberto Clemente's Wikipedia page one too many times. And it was very sad, tragic airplane accident. And he did not make the Hall of Fame until after he passed away. And you knew he was a Hall of Famer. And Kobe Bryant Passed away. And everyone knows Kobe's a, uh, Kobe's a Hall of Famer. And he just wasn't able to have that ceremony, to celebrate that, to, to wear the jacket, you know? To me, it's I just think it's a missed opportunity to, to force players to wait a certain amount of time. Obviously, there's, there's some stuff about reviewing, you know, what they've done, their history, whatever the case is. I'm not an expert. I'm clearly not with the Hall of Fame. But I just think to serve these players well... If you know they're a Hall of Famer, put them in the Hall of Fame. LeBron James is a Hall of Famer. There's nothing like nothing short of serious crimes that could prevent that, seriously. So put him in the Hall of Fame.
1: Do you think they should be in while they're still playing? <laughs> I think oh, so. Man. There shouldn't be any
0: Cause I mean
1: You don't have to be retired first. Even you can go in like right after you retire.
0: To me it's just like that is if that's like the the pinnacle if that's the dream i want to have a legacy i want to make it to the hall of fame and an accident happens to anyone like that's just that's just so heartbreaking for me where it's like that's the goal i mean obviously they do it you know there's should they really have it that high but it's like to me it's like if you're working for the hall of fame and you never get to experience that because of this terrible thing that happens that's just so sad to me i don't know i don't it know it is sad yeah that's it for me.
1: <laughs> I mean, because coaches get to be in.
0: Yeah. And while they're still coaching. Yeah.
2: Wow. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that very much. I think. I, right?
0: I mean, they yeah. do, right? Are, are there, maybe I'm wrong. I'm I sure don't know. Paul. Let me
1: look it up. I'm saying stuff like this
0: pop's got to be on the hall of fame right but but it is it is great that the hall of fame has had like there's a like you said the barnstorming teams and things like that there's a lot of international representation there's a lot of women representation like i remember years ago it, oh i can't even think of her name pat summit is that right mm-hmm. tennessee head yep. coach yeah the coach um, she she made it to the hall of fame and i'm like i've never heard of her just honestly and i'm like that's just crazy that one there's of the best one of the best coaches so, of all time yeah yeah that are so important in basketball and i've just never heard of them because i'm not you know well i don't watch college basketball in the first place but so one
2: of the, one of my favorite 30 for 30s one of my favorite 30 for 30s go ahead yeah. and watch it yeah yeah on pat summit On pat summit yeah
1: i love the story about her giving birth do you remember that story
2: uh it was it was very like like uh like let's get to work like i think she so had some other stuff she, to do. yes
1: she coached for tennessee and her arch rivals were virginia and when she was in labor with her son they were no in way. an airplane and the and the uh pilot was gonna go back and land in virginia and she was like no i am not giving birth in
0: virginia oh my god she
1: made him go to where get they were out of
0: here it. That is ridiculous. <laughs> Isn't that oh. great?
1: Okay, I found, I looked up the thing about coaches. Gotcha. Um, For a person to be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame as a coach, they must be either fully retired for five years or, if they are still active, have coached as either a full-time assistant or head coach on the high school or college or professional level for 25 years. Wow. So you have to be in there for quite a while to get yeah. in there. So yeah. maybe they could, like, do something similar with players where, like, if you've played for twenty years then yeah. we'll we'll let you yeah. in.
2: And I would even say like I would even say like like listening to like Vince retiring and like Dirk and Dwayne Wade and like hearing a lot of these season like like aggregate season counts, I personally would feel comfortable with like sixteen seasons, fifteen or sixteen seasons. If you're in the league for that long You've paid your dues. I think you've more than paid your dues.
0: You're probably not contributing anything serious enough to to tip the scales. Like, you could be a serious contributor, but you've already done enough to earn your way there probably at that point, you know?
1: I think I would lean towards, like, in the 20th year after you were drafted.
0: Yeah. So then it's, yeah. So you could still be
1: playing, or you could have retired or whatever.
0: Totally. And that
1: way, like, you know... Of course, what are we going to do with like, you know, guys who had really short careers, but like, well, well then it's, the it's an year. either or whichever <laughs> shorter,
0: you know, like five years retired or 20th year. Yeah. That kind of thing.
1: I mean, they do get to rack up all stars. So it's yeah. not like they don't get any kind of, you know, thing that they Accolades, get to celebrate. You know, yeah. Yeah. You
0: know. yeah. It, it, it always, this is just a me thing. It just irks me when they're like future hall of famer and I'm like, we know he's a hall of famer. Just do it. Let uh. him
1: in. <laughs> Look at you. That is so sweet of you to be thinking of him like that. Wanting the best for them.
0: But, hey, we are just talking about women's basketball. Just wanted to ask you, are you a fan of any WNBA teams?
1: I don't watch the WNBA nearly as much as I watch the NBA. Um, yeah. Partly because I can't figure out what team I want to root for. Right. Because, like,
0: as Fire a lifelong Fireback.
1: Portlander, it's super hard to root for Seattle for anything. Like, people <laughs> right. outside of here, like, don't understand why Portland wouldn't just naturally root for Seattle. No. <laughs> uh, so, like... I think if I could settle on a team, I'd watch it a lot more. I always enjoy it when I watch it, but it's just like I spend so much time watching NBA basketball. I kind of feel guilty about spending more time watching a whole other league. Yeah, right. Uh, so I don't really. Do you have a, a team that you, either of you guys have a team that you like?
0: I follow the Storm. I love Jordan Canada. She yeah, she gets some wild assists. Oh my gosh, Jordan Canada <laughs> is great. Obviously, Brianna Stewart, crazy good. Uh, My brother um, is a flight attendant, and he had uh, Brittany Griner and the whole Phoenix Mercury team on his flight, which is wild.
1: Okay, I want to tell you something I love about Brittany Griner. I love how she, and I always think Nurk needs to do this. She just, like, runs down the lane with her arms up.
0: Yes. And, like, yeah. and then
1: they, it, the ball just, like, ends up in her hands. Like, yeah. they just have to kind of generally throw it up high. And then totally. she's yeah. always coming down oh. and gets it. So they need to do that with Nurkic. He just needs to run down the lane with his arms up. Brilliant. And, like, the ball will come into his hands.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. I think that I was watching a little bit this much of um, Boban Marjanovic today. And it's like, this That'll guy, do it, it doesn't – just throw it near the rim. His hands will get it, and he will score. I'm like, it can't be that hard. You Like – I'm watching him, and it works every time you try. So just keep on doing it, right? Oh.
1: He's unbelievably fun to watch. That's like, for sure. He just plays like he's having so much fun. hmm And he's he's so big, and maybe it just, I don't know. I enjoy oh. watching him play.
0: Just imagine being that tall, and you're just like, yeah, I'm here to play some basketball. Let's go. Like, <laughs> like, clearly he's having a fun time. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh oh. Man, I I will say I can never understand three in the key. I will I will never understand it because there's so many possessions. I stare at them and they're in the key for five seconds. Not not a single foot is outside of it, and I'm like, why are they not getting called for this? It's like I don't know if it's certain refs or what, but Boban Rjanovic did it a bunch today. I just I. Hmm. my hobby is watching centers and, and seeing if their feet are leaving the key because they'll just never get it.
1: And they're not doing, like, the little sideline dance no. thing. And they're not, like, having people <sighs> run behind them and then so the clock can restart, and they're not touching them so they, they can restart the clock.
0: I, like, just isolated, like, in the key, going back and forth looking at people, but both feet are continually in the key. I'm like, I just don't get it sometimes.
1: So Gary is now boxing out.
0: like <laughs> Crazy.
1: It's like every... Two games. Gary has a whole nother thing that yeah. he's doing. Yeah.
0: And like, like like tonight, he had some disappointing misses from three point land. He still was forty percent. That's that's great. Like Dame doesn't even average forty percent over his you know any season. So just crazy that forty percent is a down night for Gary Trent Jr. <laughs> Wild. Oh, all right. Well, anything else we wanted to cover tonight?
1: Um, I think have you guys discussed on this podcast that uh, your very excellent nickname for Gary Trent Jr. 100% Trent?
2: Okay, that's that's Christian. That's not me. that's Christian. <laughs> tell me tell um, me it's not perfect.
1: I really like it. As somebody <laughs> who always tries to get horrible nicknames trending and fails miserably, <laughs> I'm a little worried about how much I like this one. 100% Trent but it Oof. just it feels good it feels right and um, you know I want to I, I told you that I liked it but I didn't want to like tweet it until I confirmed that it was you because I want to make sure you get all the credit for it
0: there hey you go. I mean I mean like I said before Trent is putting in 100% so he is getting 100% credit for that <laughs> Hundred ten percent, hundred ten percent, trend. Oh, oh man, that's that's next level. That's t- 10 that's when you there. know
2: it's a good nickname. When there's offshoots, you can you oh, can subbrand the nickname. It. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Like
0: Dame time, Lillard time. Just throwing yeah. time anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Damian that's Lamonte, Lillard time. There we go. Dame <laughs> Dala time. <laughs> go all day. All right.
2: Well, Tara, thank you so much for joining us on the pod. Um, it's been it's been great having you on here again. Um, and, uh, Christian, thank you so much for, uh, for helping facilitate, go ahead and find us on Spotify, um, Apple podcast, uh, Stitcher. That's the Woo! joke. That's, uh, Stitcher. Yeah. You use Stitcher. You totally use Stitcher. Yeah. <laughs> anchor fm uh yeah and uh, any artists out there tara if you happen to know any artists that would like to get some uh yeah we totally uh big airplay on our show and, and get their tunes out there
0: um go ahead and hit us up let's go rip city baby